Voyage into the final frontier with Twin Cities Trekkies. Hosted by Wes Huntington and Mackenzie Flickinger. We talk about everything from the original series all the way to Star Trek Strange New Worlds and everything in between. Join us every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And as Spock would say, Live long and prosper. Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by a special guest. He is a business owner. He is a financial advisor, and he is the host of It's More Than Just Money podcast. He is none other than Kai Harris, straight out of Australia. Kai is real honest and passionate about showing humans that success and being happy in life is not what you have in the bank. It's what's inside of you. So Kai, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you hear thank me? Thank you Kai? for having me on, Curtis. It's awesome to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and your listeners. Absolutely. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Well, because we've been in the fine, let's call it the finance industry for just over 20 years now. And as I started out, I had these uh, dreams a little bit like Wolf of Wall Street. So <laughs> getting into you know, the stock market side of things and it was you know, looking through rose-colored glasses around money. So it was the pursuit of money and it was the pursuit of a career progression in finance and, and I guess becoming idealized or idealizing what I saw in the movies and what I was led to believe was the way to succeed in life, which is progressing in a career, progressing in a job. So I started out at one of the local banks, or one of the local banks is in one of the national banks here in Australia, and then moved into financial advising. And I was really keen to get into that investment side of things straight out of uni. And as I've progressed through my career, the conversations have become bigger and broader and much deeper than just money. And as I got into these deeper conversations to find more purpose with what people were wanting to do with their money and their attachment to money and what they feel it can do for them, I sort of started digging more and more and more. And I was trying to find out what is it, what's this attachment? And as I've gone through this process over the last 20 years, I myself have got into it for me. So in particular, in the last 10 years for me, I've had an exceptional level of growth. I've had some exceptional experiences and discoveries about how my own beliefs in and around money have affected me in life, how they've actually held me back. And my version of success, how what I would refer to now, how distorted and unsatisfying it actually was. And now, 20 years on, I'm, um, I guess, collaborating or collating all that information that I've, you know, just think of it as 20 years of research, so to speak, and, and looking to go, you know what, I need to share this story with whoever I can because success is not defined by those materialistic or those external items. It's the money's there to enhance our experience here in life, but what's more important is we have that satisfaction and fulfilment as we go. So in the financial planning side, 
our business, it, it focuses on making sure that people are using their money to fulfill their life. They're not fulfilling their lives through pursuing money. So that's where we're at, mate, and that's why we have the podcast and that's why uh, we do a lot of sort of coaching and speaking to get people to realise what matters most and then the money comes into play as to how that might help create it. But first and foremost, what matters most to people and how do they find fulfilment? Well, let's talk about how was how was money managed in your family growing up and how did that shape what you believed at first about money before you realized different? Well, my furthest memory of money when I was about three or four, so I've done a lot of exploratory work and and it's really important people recognize here too how much the subconscious plays a role in how we behave and how we act, our attitude and our mindset in life as adults. So I've done a lot of digging around and what I found through my upbringing is that the, the money was almost non-existent. It was scarce. There was nothing to show for anything. Like my dad, he worked very, very long hours. Like he'd be doing 70, 80 or 90 hours in a week and he'd be away for a week at a time. And what I came to believe was that you work your bum off, you work, you work, and then you work some more. But the expectation is that not much is comes through, not much is to be shown for it. So when I get more specific around what was in the home and our furniture was preserved, it was conserved. We weren't allowed to use things. It never changed. Like we didn't upgrade furniture. We didn't upgrade really bedding or we didn't upgrade linen or anything like that. Food was quite measured. We we're always well fed, but it was also quite measured and concise. The house was very sparse. We didn't have holidays. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't have sort of those life-fulfilling experiences. All it really came back to was a, a sense of accomplishment or that sense of being worthy and valuable was through the achievements that I made, whether it be sport or through school. So it was a real shortage mentality. And even now as an adult, when I look back on conversations or I have conversations with my parents, it's become so obvious to me what they say and what they do and their general outlook or their general attitude and mindset around life. And it's such a scarcity mindset. And I've really struggled to, um, well, it's been challenging, it's been hard, but absolutely worthwhile to change that mindset within myself and change those beliefs. So I was a massive, massive stressor and warrior around money, particularly in my 20s and early 30s. And it just... Literally, this it can make you sick. Stress can make you sick. Money has made me sick, and it's caused a lot of rifts and problems within my marriage, and and unnecessarily, because simply because of beliefs that aren't true. Beliefs that I learned to be true by the way I was brought up, but simply aren't true. Now that you know what you know about money, do you feel like money is good, bad, or an evil necessity? What's your outlook? on that aspect of money because people do say money is the root of all evil. They do. And there's <laughs> there's a lot of sayings around that too, like there's a, money doesn't grow on trees. And, and one of the things I remember specifically growing up is that being told, what do you think I'm made of money, do you? And as a child, we're not thinking of whether there's enough pay coming in or what the bills are. In that moment, made an agreement with myself that I don't deserve I'm not worthy of. And that's what it really comes back to as a child, as we're filtering this information, what's said to us, what we see, what we experience or what we hear, 
we start making rules and agreements with ourselves as to our own worth. And ultimately what happens is because we sort of adapt our worth to what's been provided to us, we end up becoming materialistic. So what I've found and what's changed for me is that money money's just numbers. They're just numbers on your screen when you log into your online banking. And I remember logging in and having a fear as to what I might see. What is it I can see? I actually used to worry about logging in. Is it going to be, you know, meet my expectations or is it going to be less than I think? Or this constant state of worry and a constant state of stress. So as I've evolved and I've dug pretty deep in changing those beliefs and changing the expectations, I've come to see that money is simply just a number and true abundance. And the, and you'll remember here that people are after money for the feeling they think they will have in the having of it. So sometimes it's a more money means more happiness, doesn't it? Totally wrong. The abundance and the fulfillment and the satisfaction we think we're going to get in the having of more money, it's actually within ourselves. And when we feel that abundance, when we feel we are enough, when we feel we are worthy, then what comes with that is clarity. We can see the world a whole lot better for what it's actually already offering us. It's offering so much around us that we already have available. And I found that it was my thinking that was creating my circumstances. I wasn't a victim of my circumstances and I had to push through. So there's a bit of a a concept around what we focus on grows. So if we continue to focus on our current circumstances as our reality, and we think that's all there will ever be and that's what we'll all ever get, then that's what we will continue to ever get. If we look within and we look within our worth and our own value, then the world starts to change and the way we see the world starts to change. Given your philosophy on money, if somebody gave you a million dollars, what would you use it on or how would you spend it? And would you let people know that you had a million dollars or would you keep it a secret? I would keep it a secret. And the way I would invest it is to more into our, our business and things like our podcast and more on the educational piece. So I'd be investing in giving back. So my dream is to have an impact. Now, if we talk about, this might sound a little bit funny, but if we go a little bit left field here. If you walk into a room of a gathering and let's say it's a party or it's just a group of people, 20 people, we get a vibe. We vibe off certain people. We walk over to a young lady or a young man, old man, old lady, whatever it may be, we chat to them. And sometimes it feels like it works. And sometimes we feel like, okay, we'll move on and we'll go talk to someone else. That's just the general vibe. Now, what I'm getting to is here, my dream is to have sort of increase that good vibration, that good energy to as many people as we can. So the likes of this podcast, if we can help in some way for people to feel a little more worthy or that there's a little more possibility than what they've imagined for themselves, then hopefully we can just start setting that little foundation for them to start building some momentum for more and more and more of those great feeling feelings. So I would reinvest the money into having a bigger impact and spreading the message of how much joy and abundance is already around us, irrespective of our bank account balance. How do you feel like people can get more off the materialistic things in life and start focusing more on their inner self and being happy with their inner self instead of material things? Yeah, one of the most simple and the most important practices, daily practices, is gratitude. And 
there may be someone listening or there may be a time I've come across people and, they, and they've looked at me and gone, you're kidding. You want me to be grateful. I'm in hell right now. What I want to say is that there, there is always a way out and there's a multitude of stories across the planet of people who could be seen to have come from nothing. And I want to use that a little bit subjectively because we all come from something, not from nothing, but there's stories, the way the stories are portrayed is someone's come from nothing to now be successful. And the way that person is painted into a picture of success is money. So it is difficult, Curtis, that people we're trained, we're tutored, we're indoctrinated effectively to match success with material, with bigger car, bigger house. It's all, it's, it's everywhere. It's in the media, it's in uh, movies, it's in conversations. People sort of have comparative conversations. It's in social media. So if you think about it this way, one way I can relate to it is that in the news or in the television, do you ever, ever see the likes of the Dalai Lama being on there and being portrayed as the epitome of success in this, in this world or on this planet? I've never seen it. What we do see, though, is we see the Elon Musk and the drama around that, or we see, well, supposed drama, the way the media reports on it, or we see the Bill Gates or the Richard Branson's that's how we idealize success. So what I'm getting to there is that detachment, it is difficult. I'm not going to take that away from anyone. But the greatest practice that can be started with on a daily basis is gratitude. And there's six things you can do. Three, you write down every morning. So you open your eyes, put your feet on the floor as you get out of bed and you say, what am I grateful for? And it's got to be something that kind of resonates with you. I am grateful for breath. I'm grateful for a good night's sleep. Start at any point whatsoever that just has that little bit of a good feeling flow to it. So it's three within yourself. You're grateful for your, your mind. You're grateful that you have breath. You're grateful that your lungs work or you're grateful that your legs work, whatever it may be. The next three are what you're grateful for outside of yourself. It could be a close friend. It could be your wife, it could be a partner, it could be a sibling, it could be anything. It could be the trees. It could be the fact that there's a road that enables you to get to work, even though you don't want to go to work or you hate your job or you hate your colleagues. That practice of gratitude, you will notice if you pay attention, you have that awareness, that practice of gratitude will start showing you a slightly better feeling. And I can promise you if you keep it up for at least 30 days, the momentum will build and you'll be certainly writing more things than six per morning or per day. So the practice of gratitude is one way to start changing that mindset and detaching from money because with that gratitude, you start developing that feeling of abundance. You start to see what is already around you because abundance isn't just money. Abundance is love. Abundance is friendship. Abundance is good health. There's a whole list of things in life that create abundance. So if we start doing that list of gratitude, we start to see that what is already around us and money then starts to become a little more insignificant and we start to realize what we already have. So that's one practice. The next practice is, well, Curtis, I don't know about you, but we've got how you go with these sorts of things, but we've got roughly 60,000 thoughts in a day, 60,000 thoughts. And majority of those are somewhat limiting or negative. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. There's a Bradley Cooper movie called Limitless. Did you see that movie? I have not seen that movie. 
tell us about it for those who have not seen it and why it's so important to you or why you reference it. Well, Brad, in that movie, uh, Bradley Cooper gets hold of this drug. And what this drug, and I'm, I'm not going to quote it correctly, but what this drug helps him do is it helps him use something like 40, 50, 60, or 70% of his brain. So currently, I'm led to believe that we're using roughly, apparently, 13, 15, 14, or 15% of our brain. So what this enables him to do, enables him to learn a language in two hours. It enables him to be a multi-millionaire in a matter of days because he can trade, he can see charts, he can see stock movements, he can actually predict what's going on. He just becomes infinitely intelligent and he can master any subject that he lays his focus on. What I'm getting to here is in that 60,000 thoughts that we have, how many of those are actually limiting? How many times are we actually telling ourselves, oh, no, don't do that, that won't work? How many times are we saying life's not good, life's not working for me, it always goes bad? So out of 60,000 times a day, if you had somebody next to you, physical person next to you every day talking to you and saying in your ear all these bad, all these negative thoughts, all these negative things, you would detach from them. You'd leave them. You'd tell them to go away. So the second thing to practice, first thing is gratitude. The second thing is start creating awareness of what the little voice in your head is saying, what those thoughts are telling you. Because 60,000 thoughts, even if 50% are negative, it's going to be a case of you will stay where you always are. So it's becoming awareness and be kind to yourself. They're the two biggest things. Be kind to ourselves because it affects our self-worth. That little voice continues to put us down and hold us in our place. So there'll be two good practices. Let's talk about your podcast. Tell us about it, how you got it started and what it's all about. Well, it sort of flows on from what I was saying earlier with the, I guess my general background and 20 years in this industry, there was, I was looking for a better way and I was looking for a way to get people sharing their knowledge that I can then share with others to help them feel just that little bit better in each and every day of their life and help them improve their life if they feel it's not going so good. So that little desire came about in one day. I was, um, I guess, the short version of the story. I come across a gentleman who was exchanging messages with another one on, on LinkedIn, social media, and his guest had pulled out and said, sorry, I can't do it. And I saw this message and I went, I'm just going to go for it. I emailed the podcast host and I said, I'll, re- I'll be your guest. I'll replace the guy that's just left. Anyway, I ended up on that podcast and I went, I love this. I've got to do it. I'm going to have my own. And it literally was probably one of the, one of the few things that I gave very little thought to. And I just did it. So I've got a tendency historically to make sure everything's lined up. I do everything exactly right and everything's kind of perfect. But this, in this instance, I just, I got the microphone. Uh, my sister-in-law's in trauma therapy and counsellor. She was my first guest and I just went for it. And then it literally just built up from there. We ended up getting a cover. We ended up lining up more guests. And this was in the December. And then by the time March had rolled around, we officially launched with a, a, a cover, a proper design, a sort of a general theme of what we're going for. And we're ready to go. And the guests we've had on have been amazing. And they've been so very, very generous people like yourself, Curtis, people from the US in particular. We've had a lot of guests from the US and they're just so generous and they're so willing to help and share their knowledge for any listeners who can take one little piece of information out of a podcast and use it to improve their life. 
So that's where we're at. And I really love to um, gain some momentum on It's More Than Money. It's a, a fantastic resource for listeners to gain some really, really, really great insights from, from very intelligent people. So the aim of the podcast is to share knowledge with people that can improve their life. So we're learning from guests that haven't stuck to the status quo, haven't succumbed to those 60,000 negative thoughts in a day and they've decided to go, you know what, I choose the life I live and this is how I want it to be. And through those learnings that they've had through challenges and whatever else, they share their experience through our podcast and there's tips and tricks to how we can master our own life and live life the way we want rather than feeling like we're a victim to our circumstances or even a prisoner to what happens around us. Well, let's talk about any upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Projects at this stage are delivering more, more content, uh, more education, and more insights around mindset and how that relates to money and how that relates to success. So in particular, the big focus is what's our version of success and uh, alluded to a little bit earlier how success is portrayed all around us each and every day is not the success that I want people to feel they have to have and often what happens to through that the very nature of what's put out in the media or whatever it is we see or hear or experience it we end up comparing so we're constantly comparing ourselves those 60,000 thoughts in a day we're constantly comparing where we're at versus what we see or where we feel we should be at based on what we see and what's around us so I really want people to harness and take control of what matters to them, not what they think they should do according to what they've seen around them, but what matters to them. So it's really important I think, that people hit home on establishing what their core life values are, what they really value in life, because we're pulled in all different directions trying to, I guess, comply or add up or be seen as worthy enough by all these different measures and benchmarks around us, but we're losing sight of what's within us. So I really want people, our project is to really get people to look within and to see their value that they already have, to see how abundant they already are. And if we can instill some of those values, we gain momentum and then life actually starts to improve. So that's the project. Raise the energy as as many people as we can. So it's a bit like that room, that party. You walk in and everyone is gelling. The vibe is good with everybody. Everyone's feeling good. No one's comparing. Everyone's on the same page. So that's the project, Curtis. How's that sound? Well, let's throw out your contact information. You got any websites? How can people listen to your podcasts? Okay, website is uh, parentfg.com, P-E-R-R-O-N-F for financial G for group.com. The podcast, It's More Than Money. It's found on all different channels, all the major channels. So it's on Apple, Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio. So it's on all those major channels. It's more than money, podcasts. And also there's my LinkedIn profile. So Kai Harris, K-Y-E-H-A-R-R-I-S. Uh, get in contact through the LinkedIn profile or send me an email at kai at parentfg.com. Happy to chat and share anything I can. You have any final thoughts before we close it out? Be kind to yourselves. Be aware of those thoughts that often put us down or keep us in our own little shell. Be kind to yourself, practice the gratitude and start focusing on what matters to you 
versus what you feel you should be doing to realize success, to realize or feel that you belong somewhere, to feel like you're actually worthy. Be kind to yourself, love yourself, practice that gratitude. And I wish all the best to everyone listening. There's a lot more to living than just focusing on money. And ladies and gentlemen, Kai Harris, Kai, I would like to thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it, Kirst. I really, really love speaking with you. And I, I thank you for being on your podcast. Listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review after listening. Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast. Until next time, keep living the dream. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.